0: Welcome to the Millimanzy Podcast, where we wish you were handsome, we just aren't.
1: Hey, speak here for yourself, I look fucking fantastic.
0: Once I get this hair dyed, I'm going to look fucking fabulous. Dude. Real accent, um, accentuation on the, uh, fabulous part.
1: Look, you're dyeing your hair? Uh, hell uh, yeah. What color? I guess,
0: I guess that's my, uh, you didn't know anything. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't, doesn't add an, at all, uh, compared to you dropping a, uh, we're having a kid on me, but...
1: Is it gonna be hot pink?
0: Uh, yeah, actually, it's gonna be hot pink and uh, light blue. Hopefully, if uh, all goes well.
1: So you're telling me you're you're leaving Twitch and joining YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I'm kidding. No. Oh, oh my god! So <laughs> I saw some serious fucking shit on YouTube today, dude. We should talk about Apex Legends. I think we should. Like, holy shit! What fucking happened this week, man? Like, I know you hate this game. Well, you don't like battle royales anymore. Yeah, we talked about that last time.
0: I don't have anything against Apex Legends as a game specifically. I, in fact, Titanfall I thought was a really creative game. I couldn't really get into it because I'm, I'm much more into like the static shooters. Uh, so anything from like Quake to like Call of Duty. Call of Duty's on like the upper echelon of things, in that, All oh that yeah, I'm okay with. But it, I find it fun at least.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, like I said last episode, for those of you just tuning in for the first time. Uh, I play Apex Legends all the fucking time because my brother-in-law plays it and we live together and our computers are right next to each other. It just makes sense. It's also fun as fuck, dude. Like, holy shit. This game is super fun. Other battle royales are stupid, but god damn, it's really difficult to like this game this week. They, They pulled some serious fucking shit. So they have this seasonal battle pass, right? When they launched the game, it was cool. Didn't have a whole lot to do other than you play it. You maybe win that was it. That's when you played it, right? Yeah. So, they had a Season 1. They had pretty standard Battle Pass bullshit, where it's like, oh, you rank up your Battle Pass and you get rewarded. Right? And it's like, okay. They introduced, like, later in the season, they introduced, like, a ranked mode. It was weird. But um, it was kind of, like, not enough. Different. Season 2 rolled around. It was a lot better. It's currently in Season 2. The rewards are better they have dailies now that like encourage you to play people you might not have played. People who actually still play apex regularly because the population dropped a little bit after the streaming bubble popped because EA paid a bunch of streamers to like try it and then like only like shroud kept playing because he actually liked it. But his loyalty is not bought and paid like he plays other games too and when the next big thing comes in he's probably not gonna play apex anymore so. They're. It kind of feels like they're on borrowed time sometimes. And they really need to not fuck up.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't stick with the game through... Well, he might stick with it through controversy, but he wouldn't focus on it. He He's a pretty right. based guy. I've seen him do some things like he, uh, he dropped like 50 random subs on a guy with like two views one time. The guy's just a kind guy.
1: Shroud is a treasure, and he is... Like one of my favorite streamers. I don't really watch streamers, besides you, of course. Um, Every once in a while. (laughs) But like, uh huh. It's just not a thing that I do. So this week in Apex Legends, they dropped, well, actually, I think it started last week, but a new, the first ever event, a timed event called the Iron Crown Tournament. It had a cool name. It's got a cool theme. It's got cool iconography, right? You know, it was like exactly what you'd expect. What nobody expected was how ass the rewards were going to be. Like, the rewards are cool. Some of the coolest skins they've made in the game. I don't know if I agree with that. A lot of people have been saying that. But those people don't play Apex Legends, right? I mean, yeah, some of the skins are cool. But, like, to be honest, the skins that fully change what you look like only really matter on the victory screen and on the selection screen. For your teammates and for well, your teammates, because everyone fucking disconnects as soon as their squad wipes, so nobody actually sees you. Yeah. Right.
0: See, that's why I, I someone brought up a good point. I forget which YouTuber I was watching at the time, but they brought up a good point that's like even if you were to fully like pull everything back, like all these skins you're paying like tons of money for. But if you were to buy it in League of Legends, it'll come with a voice pack. It'll come with new effects, you know, if you buy it from for even Smite, you know, um games like Dota have announcer packs and blah 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 blah. whereas apex you just get like a skin that maybe changes the model or just alters the coloration and that's literally it
1: yeah most of them change the color and then many of them are a different model but there's only a couple models and they they have their own color swaps so like if you like a certain model that's not default there's a couple different ones you can get but that's it They don't change the audio. You can configure that separately. That's all that's a different loot box item voice lines and like dive formations because like they added a thing where you can like strike a pose while you're deploying.
0: That's kind of cool. I actually kind of like that.
1: Yeah, I like that, too, especially because this game introduced the idea of a jump master. I don't think any other battle royals did that before they did. Fortnite swiftly stole it.
0: Yeah. Fortnite has been pretty big on swiftly stealing things in the past.
1: Yeah, I mean, Look at their developer, of course. Oh, yeah, didn't.
0: really? We'll right. get into that later.
1: Right. So they added all these cool things, and it's pretty cool. But, like, the skins aren't, like, they're, they're, they're charging fucking 17 bucks for these, these palette swap skins that are nowhere near the quality of, like, a MOBA skin. Like, those things are absolutely game-changing that might make a character enjoyable for you to play versus otherwise. Yeah. Like, you have no idea how much enjoyment it brought me in Side 2, when I bought that goddamn cowboy hat. I felt like a whole new man. <laughs> Delivering freedom to my enemies of the NC. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm surprised with Planet Side 2. I mean, if you look at what they originally did, I mean, their original selection was pretty ass. Um, but then they added in for the ability of uh, players to, uh, to basically give them their own idea. Kind of like Warframe. Although I think they did it before Warframe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it was Definitely. really cool. It was an awesome idea. It was... Uh, Interesting. And then they started adding in like armor set packs that were like really cool. And the new ones, the new wave that they released, I think was about a year ago. I mean, they're slow at least, but when they released it, it was cool looking. It actually felt like if I spend money on this, I'm going to look cool.
1: One of my favorite like Warframe memes is uh, people are talking shit about uh, Neja. Neja before the deluxe skin. It's a picture of fucking Astolfo from Fate. And then on the right after the deluxe skin, it's fucking Ricardo Milos. Oh my God. (laughs) Because they're that different. The Warframe Deluxe skins are like huge transformations and the player made ones sometimes are too. Like one or two, not all, but like one or two of like the skin creators for the Tenogen project do that full time because they get a cut of what the players are paying to get them. And some of them like stop working and just Wait, make do skins. They get, do
0: they get paid like actual money? I thought they got paid platinum.
1: No, they get paid real money.
0: Holy shit! Okay, well, I'll give DE—that's a win for DE there, because I have I have some choice words for DE in their monetization. But that's 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 really good on them.
1: That is, in fact, the reason why you cannot buy the player-made skins with platinum. You know, I never thought about that. That makes sense. Yep, you can only buy them with fun doubloons, or money, like me. (laughs) But yeah, they are a Canadian company. But besides the point, Apex Legends skins—some are pretty cool. I think the gun skins are way cooler. They put a lot more work into the gun skins and you see them on your screen the whole time. People will see your skin when they pick up your weapon when they kill you. Like, I'd much rather have a premium weapon skin than a character skin. But get this during the Iron Crown event, you have to spend like 170, 180. Somebody did the math. I don't remember what the number was. It was a triple digit number. I think it was $180 to buy enough of these special loot boxes to enable you to purchase the hatchet everyone wanted at the end of the tree for like 20 bucks.
0: Wasn't it like 35?
1: Or 30, I don't know. It was some double digit number. Paying 180 bucks for the privilege of being allowed to buy another thing. There's no other way to get it. That's fucking bullshit.
0: Yeah, see, I think what they should have done is I don't I don't think anyone really would have batted an eye. People would have been a little annoyed, but I don't think anyone would have cared. Is that if you just got the axe?
1: Right. Now, when you play the Iron Crown event and complete its achievements, you get these little vouchers that give you free loot boxes. But looking at the progression tree, you have to play a lot of fucking Apex to get like a fourth of the way there. Like there's just not the tree isn't big enough to like play to get all of it. You have to pay. But you can get some of it for free and lower the cost on yourself. But like this was a scummy fucking move. So the, the bullshit that happened was that people took to Reddit which I don't read anymore, which is why I found about this late because I just don't use Reddit anymore. People were complaining on the Apex Legends subreddit. They're like, hey, let's like not buy these. This is fucking bullshit. And everyone was like, yeah, I agree. This is fucking bullshit. And then the devs who have accounts on Reddit and are flared appropriately in the sub so you can you can tell them apart from the... They were like, yo, you guys are freeloaders. I don't remember what they said, but the freeloaders was one of the words. And it was bad. I think what
0: happened is they, they first uh, they started out with like an apology and they're like oh we're gonna do this to fix it and then everyone's like no that's not a fix you're just literally preying on people's fomo and then they were like well you guys are just entitled and mean and rude and then they and then they started saying that they were like there's dicks in every crowd and blah blah, blah. They of generalizing their 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 player base and then in an unrelated no, but based on the same situation, they came in and said that um, hardly anybody buys anything. But which means that everyone's a freeloader. And then in brackets, like, but we don't mind that. It's like, well, then why the fuck did you bother saying it like that? You could have just straight Good up said God. that most people don't buy things, and you got left at that. Like, you didn't have to like go and use an insult and then be like, but that's fine. It's like, no, it's not fine. That's you covering your ass, but you're too you know arrogant not to say it. And it's just that that rubbed me the wrong way
1: the same company that brought a Star Wars Battlefront two, remember those loot boxes. Yeah, really? Those were loot boxes so bad that it got loot boxes banned in a lot of countries.
0: And it is it, still making waves. There's still chances for it to be banned in the UK right now. And good there's Lord. still a little bit of pressure in America, but I highly doubt it'll, it'll, it'll get quashed.
1: Yeah. I know dice has a lot of good people working there, and I'm pretty sure the monetization strategy came from EA, not dice like. I'm willing to believe that, and I was willing to believe the same thing about respawn and Apex Legends. But these devs kind of shake that confidence for me. Like, I think they were in on the whole loot box thing. Part of this might have been their idea, and they're salty that it's not working. That's really ungrateful. Why even make a free to play game? Why don't you just make it like a twenty dollars buy to play? That I mean, it worked for PUBG. I mean, yeah, PUBG has loot boxes, but it's buy to play.
0: Yeah, and I don't think PUBG ever really had. I mean, I think they did have a little bit of controversy when they first added loot boxes. Cause they promised they wouldn't do it during the beta phase or pre early access whatever and then people were a little less mad when they were like oh but don't worry the proceeds are actually not going to us they're going to our tournament so the, they're basically you're paying for the players to win money people were still a little rubbed the wrong way but it didn't explode it didn't go
1: anywhere yeah there was a big apex legends tournament scheduled that got cancelled it was gonna be on espn and everything but um uh, because of the, the recent very horrible mass shootings in america you may have heard of this country, Victim. I know you're not from there.
0: It's a it's a bit foreign, but I, I think I've heard of it.
1: It's um quite a ways away from your Canadian abode. But So there's this country where I live, and there's gun violence a lot of the time. Because our country was founded on violent revolution, and it is baked into our laws and culture that everyone has a right to have access to a gun. But some people shouldn't probably have access to a gun. I'm not going to go into more detail, because some people have varying opinions about it. Especially because the whole, our country was founded on these principles part. But, you know... Some violence happened. Some people blamed it on video games. That's a load of horse shit. But it got an Apex Legends tournament canceled because it was like the next day or something after this horrible, like, back-to-back double tragedy, a double whammy of sorts. And I thought that was kind of shitty. I don't think they ever rescheduled.
0: Yeah, that's pretty shit. I mean, didn't they cancel? I think a couple of the games canceled, too. And my problem with that whole statement, too, is like, I I get it. You want to talk about gun violence. You want to if people. Some people hate it because they they don't want them to downplay the victims. Some people don't want it because they don't think there should be. Which you know everyone's opinions their own. I'm not here to like shit on anybody. But I think that realistically, going after something we have scientific proof, like literal scientific proof, in making that the point of the problem just underplays what the point of the problem might actually be. Whether or not you believe or or mm-hmm. or trust or whatever on the other side story. That's been proven not to be. Video games are not. In fact, it's the same thing as metal. It's like people listen to metal. They're like, oh, it makes them violent, makes them want to kill people. It's like, well, no. In my experience, you know, in my experience of listening to metal music, I listened to it when I was getting violent. When I, you know, I used to be really angry as a kid, and metal was like, you know, kind of calming. It's like I got all those thoughts out, so I didn't go out and hurt somebody. Not mm-hmm. that I ever want to kill anybody, but you know, like violence in general.
1: Speaking of gun violence, I'm lucky I didn't get shot yesterday. Well, I'm mm-hmm. proud of you. I was going to shit on the Epic store, but I have a story to tell you. So, but victim, you know, this person, this is actually our good friend from our community.
0: Uh, Is he okay? First off.
1: Yeah, he's fine. Okay. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, totally fine. Um, So yeah, I'm going to talk candidly about this, but I'm going to bleep his name out and the other person's name out just so I can protect the privacy and get the story across. But I haven't told you the story before the show started and you were not told the story. I'm ready. I was born ready. So there I was. I woke up yesterday morning, bright and early at 11 a.m. I was up really late last night or the night before. The reason why is a story for another time. But I woke up bright and early 11 a.m., which is not early at all. And uh, I get a message from our friend. He uh, tells me some stuff like you may have noticed in uh, our discord. He was uh, talking about a dog that he came into ownership of recently.
0: Yeah, I saw him. He was trying to look for someone for home for it or something.
1: Yeah. And our our good friend who I guess since I'm censoring everyone's name out, I will censor as well. Our good friend has agreed and is now taking care of that dog. So it has a happy home, and it's fully vaccinated and all that other dog stuff, right? Like, and they got the legal paperwork and everything. But you see, you probably didn't know where this dog came from. So our our friend, girlfriend, for the last six months, he's mentioned her, maybe hinted that one day we'll meet her, especially me, since he lives in the same town as me, we see each other in person, right? Before yesterday, I didn't even know what she looked like. You see, he messaged me this morning, or yesterday morning, that uh, he was going to break up with this girl. And it was likely going to be a shit show. And he wanted me to be there as witness to make sure that if she pulled some bullshit later, I am, I'm a witness, you know. No foul play. And if he gets murdered, I'll see that too. Or maybe I'll die too. I have a really good, like, life insurance plan. And, you know, if I die, my son gets all my college student debts. So, like, you know problem solved yeah I mean
0: that's that's what any good parent should do
1: <laughs> so i'm I don't I'm not afraid of anything it's fine right <laughs> I have life insurance so anyway uh but our other friends don't so he picks me up at my house we drive over his place I've never actually seen where he lives I just knew it was nearby, but he uh was stalling for time because he needed to tell me the story which I'm about to tell you so this girl had a very lengthy separation from her ex-husband and only just the day previous to this finalized the paperwork. They had been dating for like six months by this time, right? But she was married to another dude, separated for a long, long time. Getting divorced is really expensive, okay? I, I, I get it. Like, my sister is in kind of the same boat. Getting divorced is really expensive, but separating is easy.
0: Yeah, isn't like the fee like 10K,
1: like outright? I don't know. But like chopping up assets when you don't have shit is also complicated. Yeah,
0: I, I think that's probably where like the E gets extended, right? So, makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's it's a nightmare. So. I get it. You know, this is cause to celebrate and celebrate. They did. They went out to Seattle where everyone goes to party, I guess. Right now, the first time they've done this, uh, she gets really drunk. He has to come home early to take care of this dog. as I was part of the deal with his landlord was that he would be there every night. The dog is there to take care of the dog, make sure it doesn't shit over everything because it's a high maintenance dog because it's a rescue dog. But it was, um, the, the girlfriend is the one that did the rescuing, right. And got it from the shelter. You know, pats on the back, you're such a good person. And then she like could not take care of this dog. It needed to be rescued from her, essentially. Right? But in like a positive way, like yeah. help me, you know. Like I'm in over my head. And he was there. He was like, I'll solve the problem. Everything was cool. Right. He took the dog, he had a two week time limit at his place, and um it's already gone. It's already with so dog's fine, as planned. But what did what wasn't in the plan, her getting so drunk last night that uh somebody that they were with helped her home. And she didn't mention anything. So, so uh, our good friend, being a good boyfriend, is like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I wasn't there to, to finish the whole night with her in this momentous case for celebration. I'm going to go visit her early in the morning and, like, take her to breakfast. Surprise her, right? He has a key to her apartment. He goes there. Another man's clothes on the floor. Shoes neatly up against the door. Bedroom door is locked. You know what's happening here. It's very clear. That's when he messaged me. That's when I got out of bed. Oh,
0: okay. That's uh, that's one big oof. That sucks, though. That's the biggest oof.
1: Biggest oof. He takes pictures of the clothing on the floor and in the, the shoes just in case. He has to, like, argue about it later, but he's made up his mind. The relationship was over. It was already kind of rocky before that, but, like, this was nail in the coffin. So, he leaves, picks me up. I'm like, oh, let's go get I don't have to tell him about the girl. I can just be like, "Hey, let's go meet up for drinks and talk about the dog adoption thing." Because we were going to go to the bar and like decompress all this stuff after it happens. After I bear witness to this happening, right? We were going to go to our favorite bar. So I, I message on Discord. I'm like, "We're going to come get you," and he's like, "Okay, I work kind of soon, but you better be over here fast." And then as we're leaving his street, uh, where because he was stalling for time, showing me where he lived, because to explain the story to me. We get to the end of his road. There's her car pulling up and it's like, oh, she's here. We're not getting because he was going to sit in the car with me while we bear witness to him outside the car doing the thing. Right. It was kind of awkward for me. I'm just kind of sitting there on my phone. Basically, they pull up. She pulls up on her, her side. They roll their windows down. She's like, can we talk? And he's like, yeah, because he left his house key in her car, which she no doubt saw and knew the jig was up. Yeah. Because before this, he he texted her while he was secretly there saying, you know, hey, are you, are you up? How'd it go? Did you have fun last night? Right? And um, she didn't respond. He left, left the key. She responded and she's like, yeah, why? Like all accusative and weird. And he's like, yeah, let me come over. And she's like, no, don't. I'm really grumpy. This is the first time she's ever turned him away from visiting. They live really close to each other, like a couple blocks away from each other. He could walk this distance easy.
0: Yeah, from my understanding, back when with like the whole Blendside Two stuff, it sounded like they were like lived so close they might as well just land party all the time.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. It was literally like two streets over. She actually lives in the apartments I used to live in before I moved to Tacoma, which I thought was kind of funny. Basically, we we pull off to the side of the road so we're not blocking the road uh, because we were in both lanes at the time. Uh, He gets out, gets in her car. I just watch. I can see the mouths moving. She rolled the windows up so I couldn't hear a word they said. I pulled up my phone. I made a couple shit posts on shitposter club. Past the time. That's what I do, right? It's fine. Eventually, uh the door opens, but he doesn't get out of the car. I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. And he cracked a joke when he got out of the car to go get in her car that um if I get shot, call the police. I thought he was joking. Uh so he gets out of the car after the door was open for a bit. And he starts walking away. She gets out of the car and starts like briskly walking towards him after he's already gotten in and started to roll the windows up. And she's like, that's it? And he's like, yeah, we're done. And he rolls up the windows. And then she gets in her car and like speeds off. And I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? he looks at me in the eye and says, I got the papers. (laughs) Wait, what papers? Oh. (laughs) For the dog. (laughs) For the dog. It was in her car. He gives me the play by play. Basically, he kept repeating himself and kept reiterating, like, Hey, give me the dog's papers. You can't take care of this dog. Like avoiding the subject of, Oh, I know you're cheating on me. Right. And then he basically just lets her hang herself. He's just like, Hey, I stopped by this morning. I saw, and she's just like, it's not what it looked like. You, if, if the door was unlocked and you would have opened it, you would have saw me pass out on the floor and the dude just sleeping. Cause I asked him to watch me. And he's just like, I don't care if you did or not you didn't tell me you lied by omission if i didn't catch you you would not have told me how could i ever trust you again which is true
0: yeah i mean at that point whether or not she was totally faithful or not she and you know she's like oh well if i told you you would have been mad it's like well sure but at that point that's how you that's that's what a relationship is you're not supposed to you know skirt around that because there's no way that you know because just because you know faith alone it's like We live in a land where atheism is on the rise, lady. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's how people
1: think anymore. Then he looks me in the eye and was like, you know, that went really well. I, I, she does have a gun and I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) She was packing heat that whole time. And it's like, oh God, this is a very unstable person. It could have went south very bad.
0: I love that shit, dude. I, I may not come on, come across as one, but I'm, I'm quite the adrenaline junkie. I would have been like exhilarated (laughs) that sounded, that sounds fun.
1: Yeah. Dude, all synapses in this brain was firing, but like damn, so um basically we we go to the bar. Our favorite bar isn't open yet because it was like eleven thirty in the morning. We go to another bar that I'd never been to that was completely empty. bartender was really nice. I had like a giant bucket of booze. Uh, that's really what that drink was called. It was in a little bucket. It was a lot of rum. I mean you I would need a lot of rum after that too i I don't blame you. We reiterated the story to the bartender. To two bar strangers that joined us, to when he arrived to hear the story and get the papers, and uh, to Destiny when she she came to pick me up. What a day that was! Yeah, so they are absolutely separated now. I think he now has her blocked, and it should be over, over. And I'm happy yeah, for him.
0: I mean, I I wasn't gonna say anything to him because it's one of those things that I feel weird budding into people's uh, relationships. A, a little backstory on that, I guess. I used to do that all the time. It used to be my thing, like. You know, despite not having a girlfriend until I was, like, 16, 17, everyone came to me for relationship advice. I never understood it, but I just never turned it down. I was like, whatever, I'll Um, Probably a bad idea. Probably not the greatest of ideas. (laughs) But, hey, no, I noticed uh, something weird when they would talk and interact, or even when he would just talk about her. It always sounded a little, like, disconnected. Like, there was a bit of, like, flatness there. Like, there wasn't, like, more like a relationship for the sake of a relationship rather than, like, a connection. and. I kind of noticed it and felt weird about it every single time. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to ignore this. I shouldn't say a damn thing. And I apologize if you listen to this at any point. Um, Maybe I should have said something a little sooner. I don't know. Or maybe maybe he had a grasp on it the whole time. I don't know.
1: I mean, he did. We talked about it a little bit. I mean, when there was the beginnings of trouble, but they were surmountable problems. Right. But what happened yesterday, that that was it. Like, there's no coming back from that. Doesn't matter if she did it or not, like she was making all kinds of excuses. She was like, I can get it proved to you that nothing happened. Talking about like rape kits and stuff, right?
0: Wait, was this the next this was the next day, right?
1: This is part of their private conversation in the car that I don't have a receipt for. Right. So also in that private conversation in the car, she for the first time pulled the the, the dreaded L word to try to get him to not break up with her. That is the wrong time to use that word, lady.
0: Yeah, no, even even if it were true, not a good time. It just it just doesn't seem genuine. But even with the, the rape kit shit, it's like there's like a time limit on those. And I'm pretty sure it's like somewhere in around like 12 to 24 hours. I might be wrong. Nobody hold me to that. I'm just guesstimating.
1: Well, this was the day of. So I mean, there was time. Yeah, but would they have just approve this
0: shit and cheat? I don't know. They would have had to have lied their way through that and like proven some stuff. I don't know. It would have been weird.
1: I I really don't know shit about rape kits. I don't know if that's like an over the counter thing you can buy. Or you go to the hospital and say, hey, I was assaulted. Give me a thing. I think it's
0: hospital. I think you have to go to the hospital. I mean, I've never never had to use one, so I guess I really
1: don't know. But that's my assumption. Maybe we shouldn't talk about shit we don't know about. That's a fair point. (laughs) Speaking of rape, so Epic Games, right? This fucking company. I know that was a rough segue. But fucking Oddworld, man. It went Epic Games exclusive. It feels canceled to me. Oddworld Soulstorm. I was looking forward to it. I really like Stranger's Wrath. I really like Abe's Odyssey. Fucking Epic Store Exclusive, like they announced it not long ago, and it's like dead to me now. It's like, if they make a Switch version, I'll buy that. But I'm not getting on PC. Epic Store Exclusivity kills it for me. And it's not just some toxic gamer opinion. It's like, Epic Games does not support Linux as a platform. Their CEO fucking jokes about it on Twitter. And meanwhile, Steam is like contributing code to fucking Wine. They have a really cool fork of it that they contribute upstream as they build it. And it's made more games work on my computer... In the last like year, then like any accelerated improvement there was made to Linux. I mean, Vulcan's cool. DXVK is cool. Uh, that's where DirectX calls get converted into the equivalent Vulcan calls where Vulcan is compatible. And then like Lutris, which does all the hard work involved for installing a complicated game like Overwatch, like because you have to do a bunch of weird shit to get it to work. And it's just scripted for you. Those were all really good steps forward for Linux. But like Steam Proton is fucking beautiful, right? Yeah. It's so good. Epic shits all over that and Oddworld not having a steam version means I, unless I pirate it, I'm not going to have the opportunity to even attempt to get it to work on Linux. Why bother? I'll buy it on switch if they make it for switch, but I don't think they've announced that yet. I think it's just PlayStation Xbox.
0: Yeah. And see, I'll even start out by saying that like with steam, I'm still one of those people that, you know, from way back in the day when it first decided it was going to be a scummy shitty platform right through the days of it's like ask customer service where they would yell at you and tell you you're a goddamn idiot for contacting them and stupid shit like that like i hated steam i still kind of hate them i I hold a grudge for a long time sure but they're not they're not perfect and i mean obviously nothing will be perfect but so i was really happy i was really excited oh um epic games i was kind of pessimistic because i was like well it's they're just going to use their um what do they call them v-buck money uh whatever the hell they call it on fortnite
1: that. Fortnite
0: bucks, yeah, something like that. You know, it's like, this was like, whatever. But you know, maybe this is a good thing because Origin sucks. It, I mean, Origin's at least okay in some aspects, but it sucks. GOG is all right, but it doesn't have. It's just a storefront. It's literally nothing else. And among other things, right, like humble bundle and blah 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 blah. I was kind of excited. I'm like, oh, they're they're going straight for Steam, which means that Steam will have to smarten up on any aspects that they're not smartening up on yet. I was excited for that, but then. You know one game after another like so they, they did the exclusive with um supergiant games with the first one they did with hades i was okay with it i wanted to play hades really fucking badly like i had just come off the heels of beating bastion for the first time so i was like hell yeah i'm gonna get that i didn't care i just bought it because it was like i like this company i like this game then more and more games started doing it and not even just any games that need the money which is at least Understandable, it sucks, but it's understandable for them. Still shitting on Epic's part because they they know they can rail them into this, which I'll bring up a little later because of how they're railing them into this. Uh, it's not just money comes to turn out, but hey, so it's just it's just scummy, and it's just like I'm you know all of my you know all of my hopes and dreams for Epic have just gone out the window because they decided they didn't want to be good you know to their consumers. I
1: know. It's funny that um so Borderlands three has so much of its own controversy that going epic store exclusive isn't even like the most controversial part of its development.
0: Yeah, that sucks. And if we funny enough, it kind of hurts both ends of the, of the stick, which I know like, maybe maybe it's a little cynical of me, but I, I find that just great. That's fucking
1: hilarious. It's like, how do you suck so hard that epic store exclusivity is like the least of your controversies? Like fucking Randy over here, like losing like USB sticks full of porn and talking about you know squirting is magical at fucking medieval times. Yeah. Uh, Can I to fucking
0: I gotta I gotta I gotta point that out real quick. So I don't remember exactly what came out. I know he tried to play it off as a joke, and that's all I know. I know him and some of the other people in the office tried to play it off as oh it was a joke. We thought it'd be funny. Um, but that that USB was said to have child porn on it, not just regular porn. So I, I got I to get that out there. I still am partly thinking that Randy's a goddamn pedophile. Just got to get that out so that there's more people that maybe hear that. Do, do your own research. Don't take my word for it. Maybe there was evidence that came out. I just haven't seen it yet.
1: Like I don't get it. Like a Canadian man looks at a lolly that's fully clothed. The freaking authorities bust your door in. But then this fucking CEO guy has literal child porn as USB. And we're not talking about yeah, it. Exactly.
0: Today. I, I, I literally could mention it. And if the FBI like, caught wind of it, they bust my window open. Just to like hear me, like they don't even have to come through it. I know, they just fucking throw something through my window. Like, yeah, that's your warning. It's like, oh, thanks FBI. Great, you're not even in Canada,
1: not even your own country's intelligence agency, the American yeah, one. They'll just like... hire
0: them because fucking <laughs> whatever
1: Canada does. I don't, I don't understand Canada. But this guy, right? Like, how does he keep getting away with it? I don't get it. Uh, people in Gearbox have come forward saying that you know Randy has the shell company and he has like a lot of absorbent amount of money that goes to it from the bonus check pool from Gearbox that's supposed to go to the employees who take dog shit wages so that they can get bonuses. That bonuses never come, but they still keep sticking around because Borderlands is like a legendary franchise at this point, and they want to be part of it.
0: That and assault on Claptrap's voice actor, which is just fucking heinous because that guy seemed like he was a pretty decent dude.
1: I know, like, you know, that guy got the Terry Crews treatment, you know, some Randy, with all of his authority and power, just grabs him by the nutsack and is like, what are you going to do about it? You know, like what happened to Terry Crews? That was really sad. Yeah.
0: And didn't Randy try to like play it off as like, oh, I'm autistic or something like that.
1: I don't know I, if I, he did that. I don't know
0: if he said it, but I know some I, somewhere. It was mentioned, which just pisses me off. It's like I have an autistic little brother. I have an autistic friend. None of them would be stupid enough to claim autism on that. They would you own know, right. own up to it because that's a human thing to do. regardless if regardless, you're autistic or not. That's not the right response, man, or whoever used it, I suppose. I I don't remember if it was out of his mouth.
1: Yeah, it's really fucked up. Like Terry Crews, when he was assaulted, his career took like big hit coming out, telling the world that, you know, that powerful Hollywood guy touched him. And, you know, it took fan outrage to get their show Brooklyn Nine Nine to stay uncancelled. They had to move networks because the network they were on suspiciously dropped them. Yeah, that's real fucking sketchy
0: that bothers me too. Cause like Terry is a decent dude. He said some things that are controversial and I'm actually surprised he gets away with it. I mean, it's stuff that I don't necessarily disagree with or, or even like fully agree with it on that note, but he's, he speaks his mind. I actually really respect him on,
1: uh, at least on Twitter. He does. He's a really, really wholesome dude. Like I like him. Yeah. And
0: it's just like, it sucks that like him doing that. And I know there was more, there was definitely more cause Brooklyn Nine Nine was getting a little more, I guess you could say like, started of lean a little more to the left and on more like, Political topics. Um, it didn't outright like hit on any like straight political topics. Like nothing like about like the president or or anything like that. It was just
1: inherently political, but it wasn't like annoying.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, mean, I don't really even give a shit about it. It's not shoved in my face. And that's a. I guess I should. I guess I can say this. It's, I think this is fine to state. I'm a, I'm a moderate. I, <laughs> I don't lean one or the other generally. um
1: <laughs> I
0: know. It's sometimes as as it feels like I'm, I'm worse than one or the other to some people, but well. I don't know. What, uh, whatever. I don't talk about that on stream much. So if if any of my stream viewers end up here, um, oh well, hey, you know, you know, <laughs> that's why I, I I seem like I skirt around. The mask that stuff on stream. slips, but hey, but so it's just like when I look at something, I, I have if I don't agree, I just don't get outraged. Now, if someone comes out and they're like, you know, like for instance, with like bring back the pedophiles again, why not? When the quote unquote maps wanted to join the LGBT, that pissed me off. I was like, fuck no. I'm not, I don't even identify an LGBT, but I ain't gonna lend you in there. Fuck that. I'm gonna be the bodyguard for
1: fuck's sakes. Yeah, I know that shit is, is fucked up. Some, I don't, yeah. It's like Murphy's Law. Man. Is Murphy's Law the right law? Where it's like, it's so ridiculous, you don't know if it's serious or not? I, uh, I should probably look that up. It sounds about right. There's some law where it's like, you know, something's so ridiculous. Look, you can't tell if it's right or, or a troll. But like, that's what that feels like to me. People trying to insert pedophilia into the whole like LGBT umbrella. Like, that's, it feels like, um, What's the word like a like an infiltration to take it down from the inside, you know? Because if they accept these people, then they're all going down the fucking toilet. Because that's never going to be accepted. But I can see how they might argue for acceptance uh, using those kinds of arguments, framing it in that light, uh, which is why they do it. I can't tell if it's genuine pedophiles that actually want to seek acceptance in society for their ridiculous fetish, or if it's like a bunch of people that just don't like the gays this is their attack vector
0: that would be rather smart and i would i would find that funny the fact that they went through that much trouble and they were willing to get themselves labeled as pedophiles just to do that that would just tickle me so much
1: imagine you hate something so much like it's fucking ridiculous man
0: (laughs) exactly it's like there's no reason to hate anyone or anything that much so you'd be willing to get yourself labeled a pedophile i'm sorry but that's just stupidity. I, I kind of am a little bit of me hopes that's the truth now, just because that would be really...
1: I think it's more likely, because I'm not really able to like sympathize or like put myself in the shoes of those people, because I just don't understand them like on a fundamental level, like how they think. So that's why I, I think that might be more likely. But that's also because I'm a rational person.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
1: Speaking of irrational people, did you hear about what happened to Ion Fury?
0: I didn't, and... I'm actually kind of curious because I was kind of hoping it would be good.
1: Uh, I think it is good. It's like they use the engine that they made Duke Nukem 3D in. It's like the same devs that made Duke Nukem 3D in their own brand new indie studio. It came out a couple of days ago, I think, and it was really good. And then uh, some people were hanging out on their official Discord and politics started coming up. And some of the devs were um, saying... I, I didn't personally think what they said was controversial, but they, they were cancel a bull. If you take a screenshot of this out of context, you can frame someone to look like an awful person, kind of like phrasing.
0: So this is why I generally don't take stances around people. It's like I never know when someone's gonna like screenshot or record me. It's like, I don't think I have anything that's like too outrageous. I mean, I know we had conversations with Anno way back an old old Melomancer friend of ours, where, you know, he he was a good guy listening, I would say something controversial. And he would like, Alright, explain that. And I explained, he would generally at least where I'm coming from. So I we'll get a couple of those, but that's something i would bring up and just run right. a conversation with like with strangers. I think most of what I would say is fine, but I just don't want to do it. I mean, that's why I have a rule in my stream to just not get political. It's because like it's just not worth it, and I, I feel bad. I, I don't know what they said, but if their game is good and, and they're getting canceled because of something like them.
1: I mean, let me let me uh, set the stage. So basically, uh, what first one of the devs on Discord in one of their public channels. Use the term SJW in a negative light. You know, strike number one. Strike number two. uh, One of the devs um, criticized parenting and parents that allow their young children—we're talking like two-year-olds and three-year-olds, like the age my son is—to go through like hormone blockers and like early life gender transition. Uh This is quickly getting onto. I I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the validity of their arguments. That's fair. Um, but some people are like, you can't talk about that stuff. And they took those screenshots out of context. It's like, look at this trans piece of shit. And it's like, everyone on Twitter is like, Oh, you're right. I mean, he said it. And then that was it. So um, then people started playing their game and l- snooping around all of the little like posters and background set pieces and stuff like that, right? and they found some raunchy jokes that could be misconstrued as offensive. And then the screenshots started piling up, and it's like, looks like your game's made by shitlords, lords, man. Um, I didn't think, Fucking <laughs> I know. I Duke Nukem
0: devs making raunchy jokes, oh no. I know.
1: How did we not expect this? It's ridiculous. And I think uh, most of the stuff I saw, there could be more that I didn't see, but everything that I saw on its own, evaluated individually, I don't think was upsetting or controversial at all. Not even the statements they made. I mean, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking like, I don't care that they have this opinion. It's not something that would make me refund my purchase. I didn't buy it yet. I still plan to maybe. They announced today that they're going to like rein in their employees and give them like training. Let some people go. Maybe they're going to patch the game to like take all those jokes out. Oh, man. Every single one.
0: I hope somebody has like, like, I'll buy the game and then pirate it. So I don't feel bad. But I I feel like I'd be missing something if they removed them, even if they are offensive. I don't care. I don't get offended that easily. I have a couple of like slight things that get me a little bit, but like nothing that would make me want to like put my fist through my screen.
1: Right. Also, there is a copy of the game before all these patches. I mean, they're not out yet, but there is a copy of the game already circulating for the, the piracy scene. So I mean, you can get a clean copy of the game that doesn't have all the jokes removed if you care if they replace them with funnier jokes. I, I don't think I would care. And also the game was made by a lot more than like those two devs and maybe whoever else spoke up and said something shitty. Right? Yeah, it wasn't a small studio. They were indie, but they weren't small. I don't think those people deserve to be reprimanded for the actions of a couple people for just their opinion that they dared share in a public place. I think that's overkill of a punishment, uh, for the people and for the innocents. I think people just get high off canceling people, man.
0: Yeah. I think my problem with cancel culture in general is that even if someone were to be like, let's say we'll, we'll go as extreme as we can, we got Hitler and Stalin fused together, like genetically fused together to make one person. All right. They're creating a video game, even if they're the spewing shit, hate everywhere. get arrested they get found something blah 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 blah. they're not the only person who worked on that they're not the only person who put time and effort you know you might have like i don't know i I don't i'm trying to think of like some really good people in the world i don't like what martin luther king jr uh gandhi i don't know like people that are peace symbols in some regard right they could be the ones working on you know behind the scenes and you canceling the game because of that literally hurts them they don't get money means they can't feed their kids their wives their children i mean their wives might have jobs too i guess but is less money coming into a household. It's it's just bad for them. It it hurts them when you're literally canceling two people who had arguably not even that like harmful of opinions. In fact, I don't even think opinions are harmful in general. I think that um actions are where harm starts to come kind of play, into play.
1: So, what kind of game would Hitler, Stalin, Gandhi, and Martin Luther King make?
0: I don't know, but I'm kind of curious.
1: It's gonna be episode title now. That that's what I'm thinking. <laughs>
0: It would probably be some sort of like shooter, but with the pretense that you got to be doing something good. But in in terms, you're you you'd be eradicating like like a certain type of enemy. So it'd be like really, really like underlined, you know?
1: But yeah, so Ion Fury happened. Apparently is a pretty good throwback to the olden days of Duke Nukem. But one of the devs did a did a hate speech and now they're gone. Oops. (laughs) Welp, it's fucked up.
0: Speaking of things getting canceled, uh, I guess the opposite of canceled. Um, a little throwback to Epic, uh, but the whole Dark game situation. I heard about that. What What is Dark anyway? I'm not sure what the game is. I mean, that, that sucks. That's the worst part, right? It's like you hear this controversy or I guess opposite of controversy pop up uh, for the game. And then I, I don't even know. I, I think the devs are cool people. I think that I'd be interested in looking at their game, if not buying it, if it looks good. So there's no polarization there. That's good. But basically what happened was Epic decided that uh, they were like, hey, exclusivity. And they're like, hey, uh, this is our first game. And I largely made it myself. I really don't want the negative press. You know, I don't want people to think that, like, I'm just, you know, an asshole, which I think for most people with indie devs, that's not the case. But some people definitely would. And, you know, but whatever. So that happens. Epic's like, OK, but uh, we're not going to let you have your game on our storefront then. And it was like, oh, well, OK, I guess. Wow. Which worked out really well for them. I mean, they gave them a lot of positive press, like a lot of positive press. I think last I looked, the tweet about it was in and around like two k likes, which is like I think somewhere in around like ten k interactions on average. So a lot of people saw it. Uh, from that alone, let alone hearsay, right? Like I guess right now we're we're hearsay too. Uh, basically, they I guess the email that they got back was that Epic can't do something. I forget how they stated it, but it basically said that they didn't allow indie games on their storefront unless they were exclusive. Which was backed up when Tim Sweeney replied to I think it was Mark Kern, and which was funny to me. I, I was actually surprised to see that him, him respond to him of all people. I was like, "Oh, that's weird." Either way, he basically responded and said that uh, he they they were a small they had a small number of slots or something along those lines for these new indie game things, and I'm like, "What do you mean?" you literally if you're you're a big dev your game gets on no problem doesn't have to be exclusive but just because they're indie you don't like you're trying to tell me that your storefront has a number of slots i'm like i don't think that makes sense to me that just seems to be petty yeah but the the devs of dark were like no they were really nice to us even though literally what the evidence we can see is them being scummy it's just like i don't know i think the dark devs are just nice people or well i think it's only one guy but he's a nice dude at least
1: that's just nuts like Oh, we're not going to put your game on our store because you won't go exclusive. It's like, dude, this is an indie game. The dude just announced the release date on steam. Like this is a really like capitalist thing. It's like, Oh, like you, you've heard of like pump and dump for like Bitcoin and investors, right? Like that, Uh, yeah, I've heard it in a couple other contexts, but let's not go there, (laughs) but, um, there is a concept where you, um, in, in finance, where you put a bunch of money into something, it's value blows up and then you bail out and it falls and you're not involved anymore, right? These people could get epic store exclusivity as a small indie dev, make a thing, bail out, uh, you know, close their studio, reset their reputation, have their buddy be the next CEO. And then they just, you know, take a cut, they join in, they do it again at the new game, it doesn't have to be good, they take the deal, they leave people who are willing, like that Ooplets guy, right, people who are willing to just throw their reputation in the garbage for some money, they're a one-hit wonder at best.
0: Yeah, it sucks Ublis looked fun. And then he just decided that, you know, he was going to preemptively insult people instead of waiting for the backlash. Just the worst idea in the world. I don't know what he was thinking.
1: You can quote me as this is recorded. I think if Starbound was made today and, and Chucklefish was in the state it was then today, I don't think they would have taken the exclusivity deal because their studio aspired to make more than one game. Because... They made Starbound and then they made Wargroove and those are both real fucking great games.
0: Oh man, I want to play war really badly but I've been putting it off because there's just too many big games that I want to play.
1: Dude, I know. Like, that list is fucking growing. But, so, for Chucklefish, right? I, I am confident that if they were in today's world when they started playing or they started building Starbound, I'm pretty sure they would not have taken the deal. They might have been tempted but I think they had enough going on in the works. Like, they became a publisher. They started publishing other games that they didn't make including a couple prominent ones like I think they published Stardew Valley. I might be thinking of a different game.
0: I think they did do Stardew Valley and they did one other that was basically like a wizard knockoff of Stardew Valley that looked really good. It wasn't like I say knockoff, but it didn't look bad. It just looked like the same art,
1: same kind of style, just with magic instead. Right. And then so they finished Starbound, which I wasn't sure if they were going to make it because it took their sweet fucking time. And I know like we were really salty about it because it was really fun when we bought it early on and then they made it kind of shitty and then they made it better, right? I didn't know if they're going to make it out of early access and they did it, they fucking did it and I'm proud of them. And then they made Wargroove and they didn't release it until it was done, which was a good fucking strategy. Who knows for how long they were developing that game. They released that too and that's a good game too. And you know, I I think they wouldn't have taken the epic deal. I, I, I really think that. Yeah,
0: I'd like to think they wouldn't either. I mean, I think Supergiant Games got looped in early on because they were just going to do it for like early access. And they might still do that, which I'm fine with. I don't think that's a problem. Um, uh-huh. They're still a smaller studio, even if they made some prominent gains.
1: Right. They launched um, Epic Store launched with their exclusivity deal, so they didn't know that it was going to be this bad.
0: I, I will infinitely never give them any shit for it because there's no way they could have predicted this. They, they did something new with an entirely new game to them. They thought they were just doing something new and fun. They were like, "Okay, cool. And plus, at that point, nobody really hated Epic. They thought it was an interesting idea.
1: But yeah, man, there's just too many games coming out. I don't expect you to play Wargroove. I haven't even finished the campaign. I just play the arcade mode. (laughs) Speaking of games coming out, though, Astral Chain. Dude, that ass. Have you seen those physics on those spats? It like
0: looks amazing. It just mm. sucks that people are trying to make it controversial now.
1: I know, like someone sent me some shit earlier. I made a post. Um, on social media, uh, it was like a webm of the main character girl walking around. You can see like the the cloth physics on her clothing, and I thought that was really cool. And I made a, a a joke like, "Did you pre-order her game?" I didn't actually pre-order this game. I just like budgeted money to get it on launch day, but I didn't bother correcting myself in this thread. But whatever, it would have ruined the joke. So someone sent me a screenshot and a link to an article that I don't have in front of me right now. That basically asserted that there are some people on Twitter, you know, the kind of people that are like, I can't like astral chain because it makes cops look like good guys. And it's like, dude, Japan doesn't have a corruption problem with their police, Well, at least not on the scale of America.
0: Well, I, I mean, I won't pretend to be in, uh, yeah, an expert on Japan. But there's a lot of evidence to state that they work like in tandem with the Yakuza. But hey, I mean, that's a legend.
1: Yeah, sure. But, you know, Japan doesn't have people marching through their streets on like a semi-regular basis, exclaiming that the police force are a brutal gang that just seeks to murder people.
0: No, I mean, they do that about the corporate CEOs instead.
1: That's fair. But in America, that weird country, I don't know if you've been to America, they have people that like march through the streets and they're just like, oh my god, cops are bad. And it's like, I mean, yeah, they do some bad stuff and they should definitely be reined in. But like, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, I think police should be disbanded. We don't need a police force. I think those people are taking it too far. But that's just me. But these people are like shitting on Astral Chain on Twitter because it's like, I can't see the police in a good light. And it's like, um, so you, you can't un-Americanize yourself for like five minutes to evaluate something more objectively. That's kind of the, the same thing they complain about when people talk about other cultures, right? Like these same people making these complaints are the kind of people that be like defending cultures that don't belong to them and trying to argue for their relevance, because that's just what gets them high or whatever, right? And it's like, here they are doing exactly what they try to fight against. But it's okay because it's police and it's because it's Japan.
0: As a writer, as a fantasy, you know, fiction writer myself, it's not real. It doesn't really take place on Earth. It takes place on like an alternate Earth. So I don't know if uh, anyone's looked around recently, but we don't have demons and alternate dimensions that we can jump through. Um, that's not a thing in the real world.
1: Yeah, like we don't have police officers in our world with great swords, bubble butts, and stands from fucking JoJo. Exactly. That's what this is. It's like this is not attached to reality in the slightest. I'm real fucking excited for this game, though.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, I watched one video. And the only saving grace is he kept getting D ranks, which is like, okay, at least I know he's just bad or just being really slow and ass at the game. It just felt really slow and methodical. And like, when I say, I don't, methodical, maybe not the word I'm looking for, but like, just really slow and sluggish, I guess is a better word.
1: When I played through Metal Gear Rising, I got a lot of D ranks and a lot of C ranks, um, because I didn't know how to, how to fight until like, I beat it once. The second playthrough much different story. And
0: when you when you start learning Metal Gear Revengeance and you just start like chain comboing everything in existence, you just like I'm oh a god. I'm so literal bad. You know, the first time you like perfect uh Masamune or whatever his name was, uh, the meme dude, you just, just feel like a goddamn superhero.
1: You're thinking of uh Jetstream Sam. That's not the meme guy. The meme guy was Sundowner. But I got No, no, you. no. The guy who like
0: throws shit at you and uh, his body. Is, extends.
1: Oh, oh, that guy. What the fuck was his name? Mist- no, Mistral was the girl. Fuck, I don't remember that guy's name.
0: Mon- oh, it was Monsoon. That's what it was, Monsoon. Masamune was the sword. That's why I was getting confused. The
1: sword that Jetstream used, yeah.
0: It took me a bit.
1: But yeah, man, like, same same developers make an Astral Chain. It's gonna be awesome. Like, it's not Revengeance 2. It's not Xenoblade. It's not Nier Automata. Uh, and these people didn't make Xenoblade. It just kind of looks like Xenoblade Chronicles X. So I'm, like, kind of looping them together. I think this game's gonna be hot shit.
0: The reason why I think it's gonna be on shit is because it releases on the Switch, and everyone knows that it's statistically impossible to release a game that isn't at least complete on the Switch. So there's that too.
1: Right. It's like I'd rather buy a finished game than some like pieced up bullshit. Now, then again, I really liked Final Fantasy 15. But that's not I, the same mm, thing. Like
0: I'll argue to yeah. the day I die that Arden is the best Final Fantasy villain. I know people are gonna raise me Kefka, but like I didn't hate Kefka. He's up there. he's definitely one of the best. Arden didn't fail everything he did. He succeeded in. I do not think that Kefka in the end of it all, I mean, he won originally, but then he was thwarted anyways. So does it really count at that point? Arden, his death was part of his victory, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert.
1: Oh, yeah. Whoops, I spoiled a three or four year old game. But like, yeah, Final Fantasy 15 came out in parts like. It was a very fractured experience because like if you want the full thing, you had to get all the DLC that that's not so bad because that stuff wasn't actually finished when the game came out. And also the DLC was super extra. You could have enjoyed it without playing the DLC, I think. But they had to patch in a lot of stuff.
0: If, if I were to not have played them, it would have given a little less context between the characters during certain points. However, I think the, the, the most egregious part of that was the whole like backstory stuff that they did through the animations which I did watch, so I got to experience them. I don't like that, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to give Square Enix a ton of shit for trying something new.
1: Yeah, I think the one the thing that pe- most people complain about was um, the movie because they made a fucking movie for this that came out at the same time as the game. And it was supposed to be like a prequel, like it sets up this the setting. Hey, there's this kingdom that's full of wizards and there's this kingdom full of robots and they're at war, right? That's not really obvious. At the start of 15 but like in kingsglade they spell it out in fucking english right they're at war and the, the the kingdom that's all fucking wizards like they got pushed back to their capital city which is like too impervious to, to break uh but the rest of their former territory is now claimed that's why when you play 15 every like all the like telephone poles are knocked over monsters roam freely it's kind of a shit show everything's just a bunch of small towns and gas stations because the Empire keeps them safe because it's their territory and that they're the only people fucking left. It's a grim sight on purpose, probably for technical reasons. But that's besides the point.
0: I'm down for that to be technical difficulties because I think they handled it well. I'm sure it looks dead and desolate. It doesn't matter. Most of the game is railroaded across the the roads anyways. So it's like you don't need to be out there exploring randomly. And even then there there is stuff out there just not super far. It's very far and few between, I guess.
1: Yeah. It was a fractured experience because like you really should watch Kingsglave. Now, if you played the game on day one, you really fucking needed to watch King's because the important parts of King's like the King's Death, were patched in as cutscenes to the original game. They also added in like some dialogue, they rearranged some side quests, they added in an entire conversation with fucking Shiva. That was all optional. And it's like Sorry, I heard a noise behind me, I don't know what that was. It's girlfriend coming back for you. You know too much. Thanks for listening. I am in fact not dead. I just recorded this outro the next day. Please share this episode and check out some of our earlier work. I promise only the first few episodes had bad editing. I got a lot better at it over time. If you want to get to know us better, you can check out our Discord server. We have one of those stupid vanity links. It's discord.me slash melonmancy, spelled same as the podcast. You can check out Victim on Twitch. His, um... Link is twitch.tv slash a victim of gaming. And he's also on Twitter, I guess, twitter.com slash mm underscore victim. And if you want to talk to me instead for some reason, you can find me at shipposter.club slash Dylon. See ya.